You know, last week the legislature broke. And wow, that was quick because they're back in today uh, because Premier Ford will invoke the Constitution's notwithstanding clause for the first time in Ontario history to overturn the judicial ruling uh, from Wednesday that struck down limits on unions' electoral spending. Here to talk about it, government house leader Paul Calandra. Welcome to the show, Paul. Good to have you on. Thanks for having me, Kelly. Okay, when I first read this headline, I knew we had to talk about it. I thought this is important. I also, to be completely honest, felt my eyes glazing over. So let's start off with this. Why should the average person like myself or people listening care about the limits on electoral spending? Well, look, it is it is very important. You're quite right. And I, and I will agree it is it is challenging to uh, to explain. Uh, but by and large, what it is, it makes sure that elections can be done freely uh, in, in the province of Ontario. Uh, uh, what we have seen in the lead up to uh, basically the 2018 election is that third party spending in Ontario elections was was completely out of control. And while political parties have uh, limits that they must follow, third parties never had these uh, very same limits. And what we we're finding in Ontario is that third party spending in our elections was more than the combined total of every other province and federal elections combined. So limits had to be put on that. The chief electoral officer uh, uh, was uh, uh, insistent that limits had to be put on, on that. And frankly, governments have been moving in that direction anyway. It started with uh, Prime Minister Kretchen back in 1997 uh, and to her credit, Kathleen Wynne brought in some, uh, some restrictions uh, for the 2018 election. So it's very important to ensure safe, uh, uh, not safe, but uh, fair elections. Wait a minute. I thought you said the spending for the 2018 election was uh, excessive or implied that. So what do you mean Kathleen Wynne brought in some restrictions? Yeah, so she did bring in the restrictions uh, for the 2018 election. We didn't think that it went far enough. And so that's what why were we the restrictions? In, uh, it was a, a six month restriction on spending uh, in advance of an election, uh, but it maintained the highest spending limits uh, for third parties. Uh, in the country. So what we have done is we've maintained the highest spending limits uh, for third parties in the country, but we've extended that to a 12-month uh, period. There's no discrepancy on that. The court ruled that uh, bringing in limits is an important uh, feature of ensuring a, a fair and accountable elections. They agree that it is not an infringement on people's uh, constitutional rights, uh, a fair association. There is a disagreement, obviously, on whether uh, 12 months is the appropriate time. Okay, so specifically, who are we talking about when it comes to third parties? Yeah, it, look, it can be anybody, whether it's uh, it's unions, it can be individuals, uh, uh, foreign entities, uh, uh, anybody who wanted to participate in an Ontario election in a third party capacity could do it. Uh, there was massive amounts of money that uh, was being spent to influence uh, uh, elections in the province of Ontario. As I said, uh, in the lead up to this, uh, uh, third party advertising uh, dwarfed the amount of money that political parties could spend uh, to advocate for their, their positions in, a, in, a, in an election. Sometimes it was three or four times more uh, third parties would spend on this. And look, this is obviously us ensuring that we don't move to a system uh, that we see in other jurisdictions, whether it's the United States or other fixed electoral systems. I guess the, the challenge I think really for uh, for Ontarians and, and those jurisdictions that are parliamentary democracies, fixed election dates are kind of a new thing for, for, for a parliamentary democracy, for that system of government. Uh, so rules really weren't in place. Uh, and 
all jurisdictions have started to move to ensuring that rules are in place for third-party advertising in advance uh, of, uh, of an election. Uh, uh, all across the country, uh, provinces and the federal government have moved to, to, uh, to put these rules in place. We think we've struck okay, a good so, balance. Okay, so how does Ontario, uh, how does Ontario's pre-electoral spending limits compare to the other provinces and the feds then? Yeah, so we are the highest uh, in Canada, even with uh, the legislation that we brought in. The federal government have uh, limits of about, uh, so it's broken into two, Kelly. So you can spend, uh, our legislation says you can spend the third party, somebody wanting to advertise in my writing, either for or against me, can spend up to $24,000 uh, in the lead up to the election. The federal legislation is at 10,000 per riding. Federal legislation says that a third party can spend about, I think it's about $550,000 nationwide in the lead up to uh, a, a federal election. We have uh, $600,000 in the year leading up to an election. So we have the highest level still in the province uh, of Ontario in comparison to any other jurisdiction in the country, including the federal government. We believe that the 12 month uh, time limit though, while retaining the highest levels, Extending it to 12 months will help ensure the the uh, uh, that our elections are done uh, are done fairly, and that ultimately so, is the disagreement uh, that we're focused on right now. Right. So to be clear, the disagreement that you had when it came to the ruling um, on third-party electoral spending uh, from that particular justice is that it it is not it's six months, it's not 12 months, which is what you're currently going for. Yeah, exactly. And as I said, the ruling did uh, uh, did confirm that uh, limits had to be put in place. The ruling did confirm it is constitutional uh, to do that and important to, to do that. We uh, just believe that in the context of a parliamentary democracy and a fixed electoral date and in a province where it really was the Wild West uh, for many, many years, uh, uh, that this strikes the uh, the right balance of giving people the opportunity. Look, in an election, Kelly, I can tell you this, I can spend about $100,000 in my riding uh, to help me win an election, a third party can spend uh, uh, twenty-five thousand to either defeat me or to support me. So it is a significant amount of money that is still there. It does allow people to to uh, to participate, and we just we think it strikes uh, the right balance at twelve months. And and, and frankly, I I actually see many more of the parliamentary democracies across uh, uh, the world and in, in, in Canada moving towards this uh, uh, as we start to to learn more about the impact of fixed election dates on our system. Okay, so many people are saying that the notwithstanding clause is heavy-handed and you could have just simply appealed the ruling. Well, the, the, the dilemma is that the judge didn't only uh, uh, strike down the law, he vacated the law entirely. So right now there is absolutely no laws in the province of Ontario restricting third-party uh, uh, advertising at all. So the the rules that were around that have been uh, eliminated by the ruling. Um, so he didn't just he didn't rule against and then suspend the decision to give the parliament time to bring in a new law. He completely vacated that decision entirely. So we how had much to time move, would you uh, need our, to bring in a new law? Uh, well, as you see, we're moving very quickly to restore the law that we had brought in place. Uh, uh, we think it is the fairest and the most accountable way of doing it. We'll be working over the weekend to ensure that uh, the uh, the restrictions are back in place, that the accountability measures are uh, are back in place. So for listeners that aren't familiar with the notwithstanding clause, and you can forgive people for you know not being focused on what that is or how that works because it hasn't been used before in Ontario. What is it and what does it allow the provincial government to do? 
Yeah, really, really specific to this, uh, this instance, it, uh, the, it allows us to set aside the, the decision of, uh, of the judge with respect to the timing uh, of, uh, of the pre-election spending. Uh, it also allows us to set aside the, the, the vacating of the rules that surrounded that and reinstate this legislation, notwithstanding the judge's ruling. It has been used, obviously, in a number of different fashions uh, in Quebec, uh, uh, probably much more uh, uh, Infamously, with respect to limiting uh, 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 people's rights uh, rights in that province, uh, uh, language rights and uh, and religious rights, it's been used in Saskatchewan and uh, and in Alberta. So, whilst Ontario has not used it before, I think uh, in protecting and ensuring a fair uh, a fair election, I think this is the appropriate uh, mechanism uh, to be using it. But but I understand. Look. Uh, uh, it, it is a, a, a challenging concept to to explain, and, and you know, there's not everybody, understandably, is seized by the intricacies of the Canadian Constitution. So I, I, sure. I, do, sure. I do get what you're saying on that. It, it's a challenging. The people that and the people that are are probably really quite heavily involved in politics. The opposition is uh, accusing the PCs of using the law to silence those who oppose you. I'm just going to run a clip from uh, sure. the head of the opposition, Andrea Horvath. I am shocked and disgusted by this Premier's desperate plan to override the rights of Ontarians in order to silence their voices. What do you say to that? Uh, look, I, I mean, what, it, way over the top. Uh, uh, there is, I, I don't think anybody would disagree that the ability to influence an election and the spending limits that are the highest in Canada, uh, in our province, higher than federal levels of funding, is somehow silencing uh, uh, critics of the government. Frankly, the NDP wanted to really water it down and have a system that was, uh, I think, three months uh, at, at best. That's not what uh, the Chief Electoral Officer of, uh, of Ontario is, is, uh, has been suggesting. That's not really the accountability measures that I don't think uh, uh, the people of Ontario are prepared for. We've brought in the highest limits. We've brought in, uh, uh, we've extended it over 12 months. And look, ultimately, Ms. Horvath and the opposition, and even us, we will be successful on what we run on for us on the record that we have. And I don't think any opposition party should be afraid of running on a platform and a, and a record. Uh, and it will be up to the people of the province of Ontario to make a decision. There will still be the opportunity, a very significant opportunity for third parties to play a role in, uh, in, in the election. We haven't stopped that uh, at, at all. So uh, hopefully uh, Ms. Horvath will, uh, will take the time to read what's uh, again what's being brought forward i didn't agree with her when she tried to amend the the, the existing legislation to only three months uh and uh, and i certainly don't agree with her assessment of uh, of the current situation but paul i can't be the only one thinking look if you want to win an election run a good campaign make sure that people understand what your platforms are and it doesn't matter how much money somebody has like if a third party is anybody from a union leader to you know a very rich neighbor of mine why would it threaten a party that uh, runs a good campaign that that they are allowed to advertise um, within you know six months? Look, I think you're right on the, on the one hand. Where if you want to win an election, I think you have to go to the people, put your policies forward, and win an election based on your policies. In our instance, we have to run on policies what we want to do and on the record that we have before us. That should be the determining factor of what you win or lose an election on. What we've seen in the province of Ontario, uh, really since 1999, is third parties uh, who had no controls 
over the amount of their spending, while political parties did have controls, appropriate controls, I would say as well, is it is very appropriate that there are spending limits mm -hmm. in place. But you Look, have the, the advantage of talking to the media absolutely free and getting your message out. You don't have to spend. One hundred percent. There's also. Well, look, when the when an election is, is called, uh, there are rules in place. The, the political parties all have rules in place that they must follow in terms of spending and, and accountability measures with respect to that spending. Uh, look, right now we are raising as a, as a political party, we raise more than the other two parties combined. Uh, but we have we follow rules that that level the playing field between all three parties. Uh, that's a good thing that ensures uh, uh, that our elections are fair. Uh, so, and this third, this, uh, this legislation, uh, continues mm. to do that. Uh, Paul, uh we've are, seen are, massive amounts of money. Sorry to interrupt, yeah, ahead, but sorry. I just, cause I mean, I think it's important cause I know you guys are trained to talk, 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 talk and get your message apart, you know, out there. Are you suggesting that political parties are using third party advertisers as backdoors to avoid election spending limits? I, I certainly uh, think in the past what we've seen when you when you have seen third parties spending more than uh, political parties and campaigns, Ontario in particular, I don't want to uh, give the illusion that this has been the reality either in federal elections or in provincial elections in, in, in other provinces. But what we've seen in Ontario is that in previous elections, more money was spent by third parties than all other provinces and federal elections combined. Nobody will disagree that it was a wild west in the province of Ontario. The judge's ruling confirms that limits are indeed important. The chief electoral officer agrees that limits are important. We're just disagreeing on the length of time that that should mm -hmm. be in place while, while protecting, honestly, the, the largest uh, pre-electoral spending accounts or limits of, uh, of, of, of Canada. Okay, so you're so using notwithstanding clause. And the goal is, yep. is to make sure that all of the spends from third parties, they're limited, but it all has to happen uh, within 12 months of the election, not six months. You can't just dump all your wad into six months. You, yeah, within 12, within 12 months of the elections, third parties can spend province-wide up to uh, 600000 And in each individual riding, they can uh, spend 24000 in the 12 months that lead up to an election. So I think some people, some of the criticism I've heard from some individuals is that they thought that we were stopping uh, mm -hmm. uh, third-party spending 12 months before an election. That's not the case at all. There is still uh, third-party spending. It is still significant amount uh, that third parties can spend. Uh, but it is uh, far more monitored in the 12 months leading up to uh, the fixed Okay, Paul, date. I feel like I'm coming down on you here. So let me just say, if I was to take all of my money and dump it in the six months heading up to the election, all my spends, and I was spending in favor of the PCs of your party, where's the problem? I could still do that. So there's a loophole, isn't there? Uh, look, all third parties can, can still do that. They can judge when they want to spend their money in the lead up uh, in the lead up to an election. Absolutely, right? That that flexibility still is there within that within the, the system, or it will be once we repass this uh, this legislation. Right now, third parties can spend whatever they want. Uh, uh, that's why we're moving quickly to close the loophole. Uh, but ultimately, third party as third parties should be regulated just as political parties are during election. Look, I have no issue. Uh, with uh, with fighting a campaign on a record and on a platform. I'll do that. If I win, great. I think we'll be in a good spot. If I don't, then the people have made the right decision. Uh, the other thing, you know, we brought in uh, 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 stipends or political party subsidies because we knew that we were far fundraising far in excess of the other two parties combined. 
the subsidies will allow them to catch up and will allow the, uh, the next election to be done fair. Uh, so look, I think we're in a good spot. I think we've made a good balance, highest limits while, while uh, increasing it to six months. And, and I think, I honestly think uh, this is, it's an important piece. Uh, and I think that you will see other jurisdictions following us on this. All right, Paul. Well, I got to leave it at that. Uh, my last question as you get ready to get out of here is how long is it going to take for this to go through the House? Uh, a number of days. So we'll be at it all weekend. Uh, I can't see it passing before Monday uh, at the earliest.